Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. I was thinking about the previous episode I did, which I titled Q&A, and it was Monkey Dan's training history, and I realized I never really fully addressed Ernesto's question, which was, can you build your body using body weight training only? Or in other words, can you get jacked with body weight training only? And the answer, my monkey friends, is hell yeah. So I think what's important to keep in mind is body weight training, it's still resistance training. And I think in a way, it can actually be harder than weightlifting. You know, I've trained several people over the years that they couldn't do a pull up. They couldn't do a push-up, but I could put them, you know, on a lat pull-down machine or hand them a set of dumbbells and they could do like a dumbbell bench press to kind of build up that strength. But again, it's a lot of bodyweight exercises are pretty hard. And I, you know, I think it's something too that it often gets overlooked. Like we kind of skip the basics of, we, we don't develop these basic fundamental levels of fitness. We kind of jump right to the real extreme high intensity stuff that makes you feel like you're working really hard, but you know, it comes, it kind of comes to a head where since you never built that foundation, maybe after a while, you know, that lack of mobility or that just lack of basic strength starts to shine through. So it's also important to keep in mind with bodyweight training, just as with any type of training, weightlifting, Cardio, swimming, running, cycling, kettlebells, whatever it is, with any training, all you need to do is cross your threshold of adaptation to get results. And especially if you're kind of getting back into training after a little bit of time off, or maybe it's the first time you're ever working out in your life, your threshold of adaptation is pretty low. So it it really doesn't take much, and bodyweight training can be such a great way to kind of get back into fitness or even enter a fitness program for the first time. And I think things like, you know, that's where devices like a pocket monkey, monkey bars too, they, they kind of can allow you to scale body weight exercises that, you know, if you can't do just a straight up push up, hands and feet on the ground, you can set up your pocket monkey, walk away from your anchor point so your body's a little bit more upright do your reps there. And then as you get stronger, you can slowly work your way back down to that parallel position to the floor. And then once you've built that strength in your solid, so, you know, I think what happens a lot is body weight training. Kind of the obvious way to progress it is just adding volume and adding reps, right? So there's going to be a point where adding reps, just, you're not going to see, the same results. So you need to add complexity. So, you know, if you can do a hundred pushups in a row, your body's just going to get more and more efficient at doing those pushups since you're, you're doing so many of them. But if you don't add this next level of complexity, that's where you're going to start to see those plateaus. So, you know, again, using the push up and pull up, for example, you can add weight. So you can add a weight vest and do push ups. You could have a friend put a plate on your back, jug of water, whatever, a rock. Actually, that's what I used to do when I was out in the 
wilderness, I would put a rock in my backpack and do push-ups or dips. But a weight vest would work. For pull-ups, you could use a dumbbell or, again, a rock or just anything that's heavy that you can hold between your ankles, between your legs. Add weight that way. If, uh, if you trust your children and you feel confident in your strength, you could always use a, uh, a child for, for extra load, although I would be very careful with that. But there's lots of ways to progress, or excuse me, to add progression to bodyweight training. And reps certainly are one way to do that, but it's going to come to a point where you're going to need to add weight and then the next thing would be complexity. So for ex- we'll just stick with the push-up, pull-up example, but you could go from doing you know a regular two-hand push-up, you could do a one-arm pull-up, you could do a plyo pull-up, you can do you can take a regular push-up to a one-arm push-up, you could do handstand push-ups, you could take a lunge or a squat to a pistol squat, a shrimp squat, which just a little side note, I've been doing, I've been doing shrimp squats, shrimp squats, shrimp squats and pistols a lot more regularly. And they're freaking hard, man. They're no joke. The shrimp, the shrimp squats, especially those took me like two or three weeks to just kind of get that muscle coordination down and, uh, they're legit. So definitely something to try out. And another thing I've actually started doing this more and more as well is adding, you can add tempo training to your body weight training. So tempo training being like the, the tempo at which you're lowering, holding at the bottom, coming back up, holding at the top. The more fancy way to say it would be the time it takes during the eccentric, the time at the bottom, and then the time during the concentric, and then time at the top. And what's really cool about the tempo training is you don't have to do nearly as many reps to get, you know, this new stimulus that's going to cross that threshold of adaptation and ultimately get you results. And one way a tempo training does that really well is it removes that elastic bounce. So again, let's use the pull-up for example, excuse me, let's use the push-up. So I'm starting, if I start with my arms extended, like I'm in a plank, if I lower to the bottom and then immediately press back up, I get to use this like elastic property of the muscle to kind of bounce out of the bottom, right? But if we add tempo to that, where let's say I do like a three count lower, three, two, one, I pause for three seconds at the bottom, three, two, one, and then explode back up. That's going to be way harder than using that bounce. So things like that can really help, again, add that new, I guess, stress input to the muscle that is going to lead to adaptation. Cause again, when we're training, the body's ultimately trying to get more efficient at whatever we're at, whatever we're doing for training. So the, the body is very, very good at conserving energy. And so I think if you can think about your training as making your body more efficient at certain movements, exercises, whatever, you need to change the stimulus so that it needs to become efficient at something new, right? So it's really cool. I I'd had a conversation. I'd highly recommend if you haven't listening to the episode with Logan Schwartz. He's like a Jedi, man. I wish that guy had put out more content, but he just, he thinks about training on this totally different level. And um, I really re- relate to a lot of things he says. So check him out. But so back to the tempo training, 
Another thing it does that can add, especially for like, this is more of a bodybuilding element, but if you amplify the eccentric or if you accentuate the eccentric, which think about doing like a bicep curl. So you, if you start with your knuckles or hands near your shoulder and then slowly lower so your arms straight, like doing negatives would be another way to think about it. So there's research that suggests, well, we do know that eccentric movements tend to cause more muscle damage and there's research that suggests that that muscle damage leads to hypertrophy. So you can have the tempo training into body weight training to accentuate the eccentric or like the lowering and get essentially more muscle damage and, uh, you know, perhaps increase your hypertrophy. Just keep in mind, especially if you haven't done a ton of it, like you can really jack yourself up by doing a ton of eccentrics, especially with like pull-ups. So just a heads up. And then third thing with tempo training is you can use isometrics to increase muscle recruitment. So let's look at like a row. So if I lay back, I've got my pocket monkey set up on the door. I'm laying back with my arms fully extended. I pull to the top of the movement. So I'm at full flexion in my arms. If I hold that position for maybe like a three or five count, it's going to be way harder than if you just kind of float to the top and then lower back down. And I noticed that's something I was doing a lot. So essentially I'm generating all this momentum through the early part of the range of motion. And then at the top, you're essentially just kind of using that momentum and you can almost relax in a way. So adding even just a couple second pause at the top of something like a row, you're going to vastly increase the muscle recruitment. You're going to make the exercise way harder. And again, for body weight training specifically, it's just another way to kind of move around that threshold of adaptation. What did I say? Threshold of adaptation. And then just allow you to keep progressing right? I wanted to mention plyometrics. So this is something I used to do a ton of in high school and also in college as well. We were doing a ton of plyometric training. So plyometrics, what they are, it's a fancy word for basically explosive training. So things like depth jumps, lunge jumps, box jumps, jumping back and forth over hurdles, jump squats, plyo push-ups, clapping pull-ups, Anything that's explosive, you could essentially call plyometrics. And I really think that basic plyometrics are they're probably one of the most overlooked training modal training modalities. And you know, I think it's also something that could probably really enhance your health span. And shout out to Monkey Craig. We've been emailing back and forth a little bit, but he brought this term, which I've heard before, but he it's fresh in my memory from our emails, but if you think about health span versus lifespan, health span is like the amount of time you're healthy and capable throughout your lifespan. So we kind of want to, the goal that I'm starting to shift towards. And I think, you know, looking through the, the very active monkey group, which again, guys, I love it. It's, uh, it's so cool seeing everyone chat all the wildness and, um, I wish, I wish it's uh, I wish we would have started something earlier. So thank you guys for starting that. Um, where was I? Plyometrics. Yes. So 
I think there's something that can really help enhance your health span. And the reason why I think so is because plyometrics, this is, there is a review study that kind of looked at all these other studies about plyometrics. And basically these are the benefits they came up with across all these studies. So it was increased neuromuscular activation, increased strength and power, faster stretch shortening cycle of muscles, which would lead to improved performance and the stretch, the stretch shortening cycles, essentially like think about if you jump up in the air, you land, it's that time between when you're landing and then when you can explode back up again. So you'll see like, you know, NFL players, basketball players, any high level athlete, particularly that has like an explosive element to their sport they're going to just shoot in and out of that bottom position where someone that's maybe deconditioned or just doesn't have that type of athleticism. It's going to be a very slow turnover. So that's what that's talking about. Plyometrics have improved. They, uh, excuse me, they improve coordination between muscles involved in the movements. There's an enhancement of general athletic ability, including jumping, sprinting, agility, and endurance. There's a reduced risk of lower body injuries in susceptible populations and plyometrics help with increased bone mass or they're at least associated with increased bone mass. And I think those last two, so the reduced risk of lower body injuries in susceptible populations and then increased bone mass. I think those are the two things that really highlight that kind of life, excuse me, health span element of our training and you know, it's unfortunate, but I think one of the leading, one of the leading causes I'm really struggling today, maybe a little water will help. One of the leading causes of death is essentially falling. You know, if you're older, you fall, you break your hip, you break your wrist, whatever you go to the hospital, you get pneumonia and you die. So essentially what that increasing the bone mass and reducing these, just reducing the likelihood of injury because you're more athletic, you're more agile, you have a better neuromuscular connection. So if, you know, if you're 75 and walking through and slip or trip, you have a better chance of catching yourself and avoiding injury. But essentially you're just, you have this reserve that you can tap into. So maybe if you do fall, since you do have an increased bone mass, you're much less likely to get injured. So really something to think about. And the one thing I'd just want to highlight with plyometrics is they're, they're all about quality over quantity. So doing like a hundred box jumps in a row, great for conditioning, but it's not, it's not training that neuromuscular junction, excuse me, <laughs> that neuromuscular junction in the same way. So Plyos, especially you want to focus on quality over quantity. You should have full recovery in between sets. And it's definitely one of those training modalities where you want to stop before you're hitting that fatigue. You, you really want to train like there's strong first training strength. You want to train fast and explosive with plyometrics. So keep that in mind. And just a little personal anecdote. I'm pretty sure actually I'm hundred percent sure the most I ever bench pressed was the fall of 2007, which was, that was after my first season out in the wilderness where I was essentially just doing plyo pushups. And I did all these different variations where I'd like 
bring a couple of rocks where I'd start on the rocks, drop down in between them, catch myself, explode back up, do things like that, do offset plyos, all kinds of different variations. But I essentially, that's, that's what I did the most that summer. And then coming back that fall, that was the most I ever benched. So something to keep in mind. I'm not a great bencher though. So, uh, don't, uh, don't come to me if you really want to increase your bench. And then another, this is like pseudo body weight, but I think sprinting is actually something that's really overlooked as well. I actually ran sprints this morning. So sprinting, you're moving, you're moving your body in this really explosive, powerful way. And I think doing hill sprints or sprinting stairs, that's probably like the safest and for more like strength development or even like building your body, I think that might actually be one. Again, it's a safer, it's, it's safer. It's easier on the body. And I think because you have that additional resistance of going uphill, you might see a little bit more benefit. So if you haven't been sprinting for a while and you want to get back into it, definitely ease into it. Make sure you're fully warmed up before every session, but Starting with hills or stairs is actually a great way to ease back into it and then go to the flat, like full speed stuff after you've done that for a little while. And then just, you know, I'm looking through my notes here and I think a few more things to keep in mind about bodyweight training is, especially compared to like weightlifting, bodyweight training activates your entire body. So if you're doing a push up, you're having to engage your core, your legs, your any movement you do bodyweight wise you're engaging pretty much your entire body. There certainly are the primary uh, agonist muscles that are moving you around. So it's like, you know, if I'm doing push-ups, my triceps and chest are the most involved. If I'm squatting, obviously my quads, glutes, legs, hamstrings, things like that. If I'm doing a pull-up, biceps, lats. But I'm still engaging my core. I'm still maintaining tension essentially through my entire body. So, and I think again, that's where something like pocket monkey or monkey bars to really shine or, you know, anything rings, whatever. So think about doing push-ups or dips on rings versus the ground or doing dips on bars, even doing pull-ups on monkey bars versus a straight bar way harder. So again, it's just something to, How's the best way to say this? I think because there's not just because there's not a ton of weight hanging off a bar in front of you, it doesn't mean you can't get stronger using bodyweight training. Right. And again, it still is resistance training and there's a lot of ways to make it, excuse me, very difficult. And then another thing I was thinking about was it really does bodyweight training really does improve your kinesthetic awareness. And how I would elaborate on this is it increases your ability to move and manage your body through complex terrain. And I think for most of us, really the point of all this exercise and all this training and all this discussion is we, we, we're not just trying to get better at exercise. We want to be better at life. We want to be more capable, be able to, again, increase our health span. So, I know there's a lot of moms and dads out there, so we want to be able to engage and be active with our families for as long as possible. So I think all these things really culminate to make you 
a much more robust and anti-fragile monkey. And if you want, if you want some really great examples of how bodyweight training can get you epic results, just do some YouTube searching. So I, I just did a quick search. I couldn't, there's a few that I wanted to find. I just, I couldn't remember the names, but bar stars was one. The bar brothers was another one. There's this dude, Hannibal. He's jacked. Then if you pretty much search just calisthenics or bodyweight training on YouTube, you'll see all kinds of stuff pop up, but I'll link a few of these in the show notes. So it's easy for you guys, but it's, it's kind of like the primary fundamental way to train. And it's kind of where that we all started training as kids, you know, you're climbing around, you're jumping, you're running, you're crawling, you're climbing, you're doing all these different body weight exercises essentially. And then, you know, maybe high school, you get handed a weight and never go back. So it is body weight training. I think is also a really good way. I've been doing this like on what morning is it's is it Monday morning. I think my warm up Monday morning. Yeah, it's Monday morning. My Monday morning warm up is I'll do, I'll go for a run and then I'll come back and I'll do like bear crawls, crab walks. I call it the monkey hop where I'm essentially in a deep squat using my arms to kind of move laterally, but I do just all these different kind of movements that I definitely used to do as a kid, but just for whatever reason, they, uh, they go away. I guess walking down the street like that isn't uh, necessarily socially acceptable, but maybe probably around here wouldn't turn too many heads to be honest. So the last thing I would finish with is if you want to get, if ab, if absolute strength is your primary goal, if, so if you want to get as strong as you possibly can, you need to lift weights. I mean, that's just, if you want to, you know, have a huge squat, big deadlift, increase your bench, you need to do those movements. And if that's your why, if that's your goal, then you should do that. That's, and that's fine. That being said, I think body weight training can still be a part of that training program and actually should be a part of that program. And again, unless you're like this super elite level power lifter or Olympic lifter, where you just need to focus so intensely on those exercises. But again, I think as monkeys, we're trying to be more of that, you know, master of none, just well-rounded life athlete that, you know, we can do kind of whatever we want when we want and stay healthy and wild for as long as possible. So hopefully that kind of rounds out the body weight training question, man, I was struggling talking on this one, but I appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, if you have comments, if you have questions, send them my way. I'm, I'm going to be using elders, E L D E R S at monkey.co. Shoot me a note at elders.monkey. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> oh man. Shoot me a note at elders at monkey.co. And again, guys, I, I really appreciate it. If you're listening, if you like the show, share it with your friends, ask questions. And if you can leave a review, that really does help bump us up in the rankings and grow the monkey family. And of course, spread the good word of the wild. So thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys out there and monkey on. <laughs>